Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse Half Price Sale on now. Get big brand vitamins and cosmetics for half price. Teaser C Supply. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Grand finals are known for special performances. Here comes Dusty. He's shaping up for a fourth. Sewell's there. He leaves it for Buddy. Oh! <laughs> Around the body goes Chewy Joe. In the biggest week in footy, we've brought in these three dead set legends to get you ready for the grand final. That's pretty normal for us. Joey Montagna, Jay Z Clark, and Kath Lockman. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends Grand Final Week Edition. Yes, good morning, everyone. Joey, Jay Z, Joey, you've spilt some sort of orange juice or something on your cup. You're not looking too flashed this morning, but it's good to see you both. Good morning, Kath. Uh, morning, Jay Z. Yes, I. What took, have you done there? Well, I took Leroy's advice yesterday morning because it took us a while to get a coffee, so I went through the McDonald's drive-through. Yeah. Couldn't help myself. I was just going to get a coffee, but a little hash brown and bacon egg, <laughs> nothing. So you get the orange juice with it, and the orange juice is spilt in the car and it's spilt all on my jumper. So not a great start, but. Hey, nice to be here again. Would Feeling you have good. a little hash brown and bacon egg roll? Oh, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> hash browns are amazing. They are very, oh, very good, good are oh, especially at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I went down a treat. How are you, Jay Z? Did you have a little? Did you get a little nana nappy oh, yesterday afternoon? Not only did I have a day sleep, I was also asleep at eight pm last night. Of course, I had the brownie the night before, then came in here off not much sleep, mm-hmm. but uh, nice little nana nap in the daytime, and then I was out like a light at eight pm. So. Feeling well rested and refreshed and can't wait yeah. to be chatting throughout the morning with you guys. It was my young bloke's uh, birthday yesterday, I must admit. So I want to say big happy birthday to my nine-year-old son. Fletcher got a, a new skateboard and last night we had his best friend over for a sleepover. Cute. And uh, had plenty of birthday cake. And I tell you, the, the sugar rush, gee whiz, <laughs> can't that really take things to another level. So What cake are we talking? Um, it was a space station. My wife right. did a space station cake. Do you know what cake I think is severely underrated? Just the Freddo ice cream cake you can get at Coles. Anyone with me on that? Yeah. I don't think I've had one. No, I can't say I've had that one. But, uh... Gents, let's talk about Buddy Franklin's announcement last night. A, I'm, I'm very interested to get your thoughts on all these things, Jay-Z. The timing was a little bit strange, given it was in the middle of the Queen's funeral. So I'm not sure whether that was strategic or not. The statement was quite dramatic. Had a bit of Michael Jordan, I'm back vibes. It just had one more. Yep. And the... Nicely or a tune. But you remember uh, Michael Jordan's, that was I'm Back, which he actually sent via fax. So times have changed. It was like 25 years ago or so. But very dramatic. I'm back when he was um, returning to the NBA. I actually interpreted one more as one more game. I thought he's retiring after the grand final. I did must, you interpret it as I, that? I did, Kath. I thought the same. Like, if you're going to say one more in the lead up to the last game of the season, but I guess when you read through uh, the actual statement, it was in reference to next season. So, I mean, we're all waiting for this decision to come after the grand final, but maybe he just wanted to get it out of the way um, this week and sort of um, move on, really, with his grand final Because we all would have been speculating about it. Is it going to be Buddy Franklin's yeah. last game? And he would have he been asked said anything. Yeah. Yeah, about it after the game. I just wonder, Joey, I wonder whether his performance at the weekend and do you think it could have had anything to do no, with it? It's been done for weeks. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't decide because he was. When the statement comes out, normally it's all, you've already agreed to terms. Uh, maybe a couple of weeks earlier, you've just got to make sure you get the contracts in place and all those sorts of things. And then it's about timing. So certainly, it wouldn't have been he decided after the weekend that he wanted to play. That's just when the 
statement got announced. But I agree with Kath. Do you think it was either trying to not take out the trash, but subtly put it on when the Queen's funeral was on to just sort of make it sort of subtly slip through? Or was it actually trying to make a big statement with the, the, the you know, one more and a grant? It's sort of an interesting. I think what, what, what clubs do is when they release things late at night, it guarantees good coverage in the newspaper on the back gotcha. on the uh, on the back page. Hence the, the back next page, Harold. So if they would have announced it at say twelve o'clock or two o'clock yesterday, it becomes old news a little bit. By right. today, we aren't talking mm. about it with as much oomph. So when you do things late at night, it guarantees a good vibe in the morning. It's more about today. Time, it's more about talking about it today. At the same time, you'd have known that there was probably probably a huge wrap of the Queen's funeral in today's papers. Still back page Still, in the Herald yeah, Sun. That's it. Deal yeah, me in, true. boys. So he right. is, I mean, he is a, the genuine, the rock star yeah. of football. So I think it's so great. Will he be fighting for his spot, Joey? Is he guaranteed a spot in the Sydney side next year? Or do you think he'd be, you know, that battle's on. they got Logan McDonald, you know, Sam Reid, you know, not sure. Do you think yeah. he's guaranteed a spot? 100%. Some, some of the overreaction about Buddy's football this year has surprised me. I mean, he's kicked over 50 goals again this season. Mm. He's basically, you look at his numbers, and he was comparable with his numbers with Max King, Aaron Norton, um, some of the guys that we're all lauding as the next superstars. And Buddy Franklin's numbers were going motor for motor with those players. I mean, he's still a very important player. Yes, he's not the Buddy Franklin of five, six years, ten years ago that was, you know, the, the best player in the competition. But he's still mightily important. And his role on the weekend in the win against Collingwood with the two goals in the first half, but some good. of his contests he provided, yeah. he, he was he was he had a presence, he all those things that you don't necessarily measure on a stat sheet. Buddy's got a huge role to play. He's got a huge role to play in this grand final. I like the announcement. I think it puts to bed all those talks about is he going to play on it. was probably always likely he was going to continue to play. But be, until he'd signed, there was always going to be that talk about, you know, could he retire? That's all done now. That's out the way after today, and the team can focus on winning the grand final. Do you almost laugh when people go, oh, why would he play on? A little which, bit. Which, which other job are you going to get? Yeah, but that's right. 500 grand. Yeah, it's the so. best, one of the best jobs in the world. So if you can continue to play and you feel good and you, you want to keep playing, uh, why wouldn't you? So, um, no, I think it's great. And this just can seal his legacy as a swan if he can win this premiership. Because, of course, he went there on the big nine-year deal. Jay-Z, he lost in 2014 and 2016 playing for Sydney. He was their best player, absolutely, in the 2014 grand final against Hawthorne. This will just cap off his legacy as absolutely one of the all-time greats. Well, if Sydney win, he is the story of the premiership, of, yeah, of the yeah. grand final for exactly that point. It, yeah. it, I mean, that deal's probably already justified. Not probably. It has been justified, yeah. what he's done. So it's not like it's going to make the difference, but what a legacy piece on his contract. You know, he's, he's had an enormous presence uh, up there in Sydney. You just have a look at when he kicked 1,000 goals, mm. the scenes after that. So that there's the impact of Lance Franklin um, there and then already before the premiership, but the premiership, what a cherry on top of this unbelievable career. Do you think times are almost changing in that? It's it's almost admired a little bit more when you do switch clubs and you build another, uh, you extend your legacy, enhance your legacy, say with what he's done in going to Sydney, going to, moving away from footy heartland in Melbourne, going to Sydney, growing the game there and doing what he's done. It's almost like, you know, Tom Brady. Little bit, going yeah. on I, I yeah. just, I don't know whether there's still the, I mean, there's a the respect about one club players, it's not but the there's almost a bit of, not, yeah, times have seemed to have shifted a little bit with one club, being a one club player. Yeah, we player. are maturing as an industry. And I mean, I think this will, yeah, this will absolutely top it off and uh, yeah, he deserves it. Gary Ablett's done it. That's right. Luke Hodges done it. Yeah. Lance Franklin's done it. I don't think the one club thing is, is the be all and end all anymore. Do you think it's almost more admirable when a player, Jay-Z, goes to another club and has 
more not, not, no, not more admirable. Depends. But it's, I just think players have, have got that freedom, and, and I don't think we hold it against the players anymore. No, no. And tell you what, there'll be plenty of player movement in this year's trade period. My gosh, it's getting more and more juicy every year. Yep. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joe Janka. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Being at the SCG for the prelim Collingwood Sydney, absolutely the grand final should be a twilight grand final. Yeah, yeah. How, how beautiful it was with the sun setting and then turning into night. The atmosphere that was picturesque. It does make it extra special. I think we need a twilight grand final sooner rather than the, later. The issue with that, Joey, is you're in the minority. Uh, all the polls suggest that eighty percent of footy fans still want the uh, day grand final. No, so I there think is. I, I agree with him. I think a lot do, Jay Z. I know right? you do your polls in the Herald Sun. A lot of people also don't want any rule changes and didn't want the game changed. And we've seen their best season of football ever Worked because of rule case. changes. Hang on. Exactly. There's four of us here. Two of us agreed. Twilight, Leroy. Absolutely. Twilight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd have Twilight. The nighttime finish is pretty <laughs> spectacular. percent. <laughs> we all agree on Twilight. You try to tell me that eighty percent. Want it to be day. Kath, let's ask Jared McVeigh because we're going to chat to him in the next hour. Good. Love it. Jay-Z, we want to get the latest on Max Holmes and Sam Reid. They're two players under injury clouds leading into the grand final. What about Geelong's Max Holmes, firstly? Yeah, so he did some light running uh, at training yesterday. Huge crowd there for just the uh, the grand final training session. So a nice buzz. Uh, he ran some laps. The big test for him is going to be tomorrow. So Wednesday's main training, he's going to run at some speed, and that will be a, a fitness test for him. So we know he was subbed out last weekend, and initially he did pull up really sharp. He seemed really flat and dejected, and, and initially you thought, right, this is a, a hamstring injury. What a heartbreak for youngster Max Holmes. So important with that run. Um, he's a top runner on the wing. So it, initially you, you were shattered for him, but the hopes are really growing. He got through those laps yesterday. Big test tomorrow, and, and the Cats are seriously uh, weighing up. I think they need to see how he recovers a little bit. I know what you think here, Joey. I mean, they've got depth in the midfield, the Cats. So they've got Sam Menegola, they've got Brendan Parfit, they've got Mark. Marco Connor waiting in the wings. Do they take this risk on a young man with this hamstring concern? They're saying maybe it's just neural, but, you know, it would be a big risk to take him in with this question mark. What's your gut telling you? Well, look, my, my gut says that they'll know all the, um, like, all the – all the evidence to to make a strong decision. So it won't be a risk with the decision they make because even though he did pull up, he, he's never done a hamstring before. So it is common sometimes for a young player who hasn't done a hamstring to maybe think they have, especially with neural pain because you do get the pain run down your leg. And if you've never experienced a hamstring, you're not sure what actually that is. So they were confident early in the week. This will be a, a line ball decision. I think this will go right up to the – to the final night, probably on the Friday, to figure out whether the, the pain has subsided and whether he can run at full speed. Because yep. Max Holmes' greatest strength is his running capacity. If he can't run at full uh, full speed, I don't think they'll play him. Mm. But if he can, then there's no problem. I, I think if, if you've got that right, you've got the luxury now with the sub as well on the bench, just as a little bit of a backup mm. um, for a coach. If he doesn't play, I think Sam Menegol is the perfect replacement. Yeah. He's another running machine who can actually just fill – the very same spot on the wing. But uh, young man, it's a bit more of a risk, but I think they'll know by Friday whether it's just the pain tolerance and if he can handle it and run at full speed. I expect him to play. And I think he'll play. Yeah. yeah, and for him, would there be that mental question as well? Because he's got to go. He doesn't want to carry any doubts within himself. So he's got to prove to himself and know within himself that he's good to go. That's the only issue with a young player. I think older players know their body better and, they, and they've been through more experiences to understand, to, to get through it, that you'll be okay. A young player hasn't been in that situation. That is the concern. It's more that his mental state, if they don't think that he can perform to his best because of the doubts, 
that's what they've got to figure out. But I think they'll leave no stone unturned, the, the footy club. That's why they're so good. Uh, they'll make the right call. But my gut feel, if it's neural, I think you'll be able to play with that and he'll be fine. It's massive positive, isn't it? Because those scenes when he came off, was it the third quarter uh, last week and he was slamming the ground, oh, your heart just mm. broke for him thinking that looks like a hamstring. That's three yep. weeks. He's not going to be able to play the grand final. But here we are. What about Sam Reid from Sydney Swans? Yeah, so groin strain for Sam. And he's actually been quite important. We all Very thought, good. thought that he might be sort of reaching the end of his career. But he's, he's played a really solid role for Sydney. So groin strain, it's it's something he could probably carry into, given that he is such an important structural player. Um, again, in a very similar boat. They're going to test him, I think, today. He's got a bit of a session. So they'll see how he goes there and then uh, recovers. Um, he could play a bit deeper potentially, uh, Joey. So um, Joel Armady's waiting in the wings um, as that marking key target. Again, it's going to be a decision late in the week. He won't be 100%, but Steve May played last year's grand final with an eight-centimetre tear in his hamstring. He genuinely played on one leg. So, you know, I don't know whether the adrenaline can help. What would you be doing? What would you call Beyond Sam Reed? Yeah, probably the same. And again, this guy's, you know, 30 years of age, had a lot of injuries, so he understands his body as, as well as anyone. An adductor is probably, you're right, something you, you can play with. You've just got to have enough power to be able to push off and change direction. So that'll be the test for him later in the week. I again think he'll play. I expect him to play. You can always too, with this sort of injury, just get a little bit of sort of cortisone to, to dull the pain a little bit. And, the risk with that is you do more damage to the to the um, mm. to the injury, but because it's the final game, you've got six, got six months to recover, boy. Doesn't so, matter when you're on the beach. So I think Sam Reid, how important he is to their team, the year he's had, what he's been through. I expect them both to play, and no doubt it'll be a talking point right up till game day morning. I think they'll both play without knowing how significant they it's are. The beauty of the medical sub too. No, there is that little bit, a little bit of a risk. Yeah, you've got you? that little bit up your sleeve that you're not going to be a player short. If one of them do go down early, plenty going on. It is grand final. We will build up to the big game. It's just starting to creep up on us. Yes. Brownlow's out the way. Queen's funeral finally yep. out the way. Now we can start to focus in on the big yep. dance because, boy, it's going to be one cracking grand final. It's starting to get lots of talks of, talk about tickets. Are you getting the messages coming through oh, on your yeah. phone? And- yes. A couple of people I haven't heard from for a while just reaching out <laughs> if you hear of any. The other, the only it's issue- quite bold, isn't it, when you haven't spoken oh. to someone for three years or so and they text you this week going, yep. hey, uh, just uh, if any grand final tickets lying around. Yep. I don't mind them asking. It's just that I don't think people, when they ask, realise that if you do find or hear some going for sale, they're not cheap. Like no. People aren't just giving them for three or $400. Yep. You're looking at a few thousand. So yep. people sort of don't take that into consideration when they ask if there's any grand final tickets going around. What have you done for a grand final ticket? Oh. Before we were working in the industry. Yep. My, my dad snuck, to, my dad snuck me in. Snuck you in. To my first grand final. How so did he, you do that? We worked in the army and he was like, his job was to like move the speakers around for the um, pre-show, for the grand final entertainment. So he sort of got these two uh, tickets and he sort of snuck me in with one of them. So that's how 92 Geelong versus West Coast. It was over a quarter time too, by the way, as a young Geelong fan. <laughs> Joey, you uh, ever sneak in? No, I only went, as I said, the other morning, my first grand final when I was year 17. I went with my two mates. We got standing room tickets. I'm not sure how we got them. And then ever since then, I was lucky enough, once you got drafted, you were able to buy two tickets as a player. So I bought them every year to go and watch the grand final. I had a rule that I would go every year until I played in one. And then obviously lost a couple and then didn't go back for a while. (laughs) I reckon reckon there's a story here. So you're obviously going as... A journalist on yes. Saturday. So what do you have to do? You do you go into the winning change rooms or the losing change rooms? Yes, after we, the game? we find out our, our roles sort of later in the week. I've done the Norm Smith medal um, a few times, which which is fun. I've You've sort- voted on that. 
I have, I, yeah, I really? did. Yeah, and I and the story, like there's always a, a sort of a double-page feature on did the Norm Smith. pressure? Yes, that? I did. Yes, I did. Were you nervous? Pressure. Yes, I was nervous, actually. <laughs> did you get it right? Not sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't been able to watch it back, uh, to be honest. But so, that, you know, the double-page story on the Norm Smith medals is always a story. I've done the losers. Um, we go into the rooms afterwards and speak to players and it's parents no fun, and it? coaches. That's pretty tough. Um, and also being in the winning did rooms. Did you come down to St Kilda when we lost? Did I speak to you? Because I, I had to face the, the uh, journalists when we lost yes. in 2009, and I reckon you were in there. Yes, I reckon I did yours. I yeah. had to come out. Was he nice? Uh, he was a, I think it was a straight straight bat. Well, I mean, it's yeah. you feel for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's you do. Absolute heartbreak. But then when you're in the winners, you got everyone so excited. You know the jubilation. So when you snuck into the ninety ninety two grand ninety ninety four grand final, you yep. were just telling us your dad snuck you into yep. that grand final, and now you get to go every year yep. to work. It's a pretty cool it's, story. It's pretty good. But we were asking, have you ever? What have you done for grand final tickets? How desperate have you been? And we've got a caller. We've got Danny who's called in. Danny, what have you done to get grand final tickets? Morning, guys. Loving the show. Thanks, Danny. Um, Thanks, Danny. I, uh, I didn't have to do anything. Back in the early 80s, uh, I played under-19s up at Essendon and uh, the boss at work was a Carltonian. And um, 84, the Bombers made the, made the grand final. Carlton weren't there. And uh, I said to him, can't get me any tickets, can you? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, can you get me 10? <laughs> he said, do you want any more? I said, yeah, I do, actually. Can I get 30? No. Right. I got 30 tickets at 30? cost price, cost price, which I think was $30 a head at the time. Oh. I took my family, my friends, everybody. What <laughs> a day out. We <laughs> sat up in the nosebleed of the Northern Stand, but, you know, fantastic. See, well, that uh, is a great story of yes. you don't ask, you don't get. That's right. right. If you've got 30 tickets, you can take the person at the milk bar, the bloke that works at the servo, your mechanic, hey, you Danny, can take everyone. Danny, imagine trying to get 30 tickets now. You'd have to take out a mortgage to get 30 <laughs> tickets to the grand final these days. I went, yes. The last one I went, there was 2,000, so that tells you since 84. Yeah. Hard to get tickets now. Better Thank days you, in 1984, weren't they? That's great. Yeah, it is. Shane, what have you done for grand final tickets? Uh, it wasn't me, actually. It was my brother, but he uh, used to sell records probably about 15 years ago. And then um, the year he quit, he kept his record uniform, but got into the grand final the year after wearing it. Yeah, I heard that one Brilliant. before. That's a good, good. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what has he said? He wore it in, and then um, the guy running the shop realised that he was there, and they tried to chase him down, but he managed to get into the toilet's change and uh, get away. Did the bolt. <laughs> Too late. Once you're in, you're in. Uh, well, I've heard <laughs> really? that story before. I think Georgie, our producer, said one of his mates did something similar. So it must be a little common thing amongst the uh, little fraternity, the those, record sellers. Those record, record boys and girls are <laughs> no good. What about George? George is on the line. What have you done for grand final tickets? Uh, g'day, how are you going? Good, Good how are you, George? Sound like you're getting Good. in the car. Yeah, just jumped in, sorry. Um, it was actually my father-in-law, so he went to the famous 89 grand final, the Cats and the Hawks. Uh, he had no ticket. Uh, he's from uh, northern Victoria, and he's went down on the Friday night with a couple of mates to the pub and just got talking to some random guys and um, become friends with them just for the night, and they uh, shouted him a ticket to the 
the famous grand final, and then he, he shouted them drinks all day at, <laughs> yes. the, uh, at the AFL. And that's smart because in 89, that's pre-smartphones, right? So there's no apps or, you know, you're yeah. not going to those internet vendors. So if you need a ticket, where else are you going to go? To yeah. the pub. Go to the pub. Yeah, See, going to the pub is smart. Mm. Exactly. I think they were a couple of rows back from the fence, and uh, he tells the story quite well uh, this time of year, every he, year. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a good man, your father-in-law. Thanks, George. What about Shane? He's on the line. Shane, what's your story? for grand final tickets? Yeah, former colleague of mine, uh, both policemen in the day, and uh, he's gone to the game in his uniform with his little kit bag, pretending that he was working there back when the police did the security. (laughs) Got himself into the game uh, as as supposedly a work Whips out his civvies, puts those on, and enjoys the match. Yes, <laughs> wouldn't have been the only one too, I reckon, Dad. Yeah. What has no, he done? Common. What has he done? Has he brought all his weapons and whatnot? Like, has he gone the full police kit, or has he no, just he gone the half he, kit? Didn't need the kit back then. No, no firearms or anything like that back in the day. It was a Geelong granny in the early nineties, I can remember. He's retired now, so good luck to him. Yeah, good luck to him. Who needs I, a grand final ticket when you just flash your badge? Well, I get all the shifty little footy record sellers do do that, the old uniform swap, but not the police. Man. Hey, he was just reporting for duty. What about Paul? Paul is on the line. Paul, what have you done for grand final tickets? Oh, look, it's going back to oh five and. Um, very fortunately, but uh, Joey's probably not going to be happy, but I went and watched the Swans play at St Kilda in the preliminary final, and it was that controversial final where Barry, Barry Hall tangled with uh, the young fellow there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Matty McGuire. Punch Matty McGuire in the guts. Anyway, the wife and my mother, I don't know what she was, probably 70-odd at that point, lined up and got the uh, the old uh, raffle ticket for me so the, in the queue, and then from that we went straight back from after the prelim, went down to a, a ground near the South Melbourne uh, heartland there, and uh, we grabbed the queue ticket, said to the wife and the mum, thanks very much, and then we jumped into the queue, and then we queued up, and uh, it was the days before Ticket Tech Priority, you know, all the rest with tickets and things. Uh, lined up all night, drunk Crown Lagers, and uh, celebrated the win into the, uh, you know, into the grand final. Uh, you know, we've got a group of guys that I go with, we call ourselves the True Believers. We've been following this mob for, you know, so long, and to have the Swans in again in the grand final is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and very luckily enough, got a couple of tickets, uh, and, and gave one of my cue tickets to a mate who, after that game in 2005, was just a, an amazing you know, situation after 72 years, come up and thank me and hug me like a member of my own family because I got him and his wife and uh, kids along uh, with these cue tickets, and that was the day before you... You went with the old now as you do now with Ticket Tech oh, getting priorities and all this brilliant. sort of stuff. It was just a fabulous, you know, period. And um, and I, I believe it or not, well, I had another day. I was sitting next to this woman. She's saying, uh, "Yeah, Paul's my uh, brother." And I'm thinking, Paul, but I was actually sat next to Paul Rue's sister uh, during the grand final. And uh, I don't think she watched much of it because you know it was a very tense game. We only got up by five points that day. But after 72 years, it was just an amazing thing. And um, uh, I've just turned 60 recently. Uh, I've had the best three weeks of my whole life, you know. Um, they've come back in it and they've got in and the young team, uh, I really, really think we're going to get a cat's an absolute shake this weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I feel like we've got your whole life story yes. and I love it and I wish we could have grand final tickets to give you. Good. Good on him, Paul. Well done, Paul. Hey, we've got a big guest coming up on the show. 2012 Premiership captain for the Sydney Swans, Jared McVay, is going to join us. Tell you what, I spoke to, I said, saw Peter Dacos at the airport. I was at Sydney. I tell you what, this talk, the Sydney Swans fans, they are as 
passionate Ooh, yeah. and as feral as anyone. Like, they were going mad in the crowd. <laughs> they were, no, they, well, in regards to footy supporters, like they were the banter between the Collingwood supporters and the Sydney supporters at on. the SCG. It was on. Ooh. There was one Bay of Collingwood supporters, another Bay of Sydney supporters, and every time one of the teams kicked the goal, they didn't clap their team. They turned to the other supporters and were sticking their fingers <laughs> up, giving them a wave, getting their scarf in their face. You might have to ask Joe McVay if his Sydney Swans fans are feral in the words of <laughs> Troy Montagna. Picks it up, gets broke the ball. Swans kick the first to the last. And it doesn't get better than that from Jared McVay as he slides it in from an acute angle. This spills to McVay. Oh, oh. Sells some candy. And oh. celebrates does Jared McVay. Number three, Jared McVay. They have been a hugely successful club and they're back in the grand final this Saturday, the Sydney Swans. This man who's about to join us, 325 games for the club, including the 2012 Premiership captain, Jared McVay, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How pumped are you for the club and this team to, to be in the grand final? Yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, to to have a chance to win it and, and be a part of this week, it's um, you know great for the football club, for our fans and... Um, you know, something we've been striving towards for a few years now. So, um, look, we can't wait and we'll have a training session today with our fans and then and then get down to Melbourne Thursday. So it's exciting. Jared, it's a, it's a special footy club. I mean, they've done so well, been up for such a long period of time. I think only two years ago they were bottom four. Now John Longmire has taken them up to the, the top again. Tell us, what is it about this Bloods culture and, and what is so special about this football club? Because you let it, you know it, anything. They just seem to, um, I don't know, that there's just, something intrinsic about it yeah oh, look I know look it's hard to tell I think we've got a really uh, you know just good people at our football club that um, you know from our board down they want to give our players um, the best opportunity to win to win finals to play finals and to, to have a chance at a premiership every single year and you know we've been on record to saying that we don't think we have to go down the the bottom of the ladder to, to, to go back up. We want to replenish, rebuild on the fly, and I think we've been able to do that. And even though we missed a couple of years ago, we're down the bottom. Um, we didn't get beaten, you know, by that much uh, throughout the year, you know, by big margins. So we still thought we are actually in the game a lot those, uh, you know, through that year. So And then our players have built last year and then into a, a strong year this year. So, um, yeah, look, the club's just a... You know, build on hard work and and good foundations and good people. Mackie, you've been in this situation a few times. So have a few of your your senior teammates, but you've got a lot of youngsters in the group this year. What's your advice to them, particularly early in the week about grand final week? Because it is different. What knowledge will you impart on them? Yeah, look, it's a bit different. Also, again, uh, Joey, up here because it's, um, you know, no one really knows the boys around here. So it would be interesting to having more than 10 people at training today. It's going to be nice for them. But, um, well, look, it's, you know, I've, I said to them, I've tried to, you know, not do anything and not think about footy. I've gone the other way. And I think it doesn't really matter what you do. Um, you've just got to turn up on game day. Um, so, you know, just pick whichever way you want to do and, and go for it. But I think these, you know, the boys now, they just embrace it. They love it. You know, the, um, you know, the, uh, I don't know, just the energy they give is just so different to, to what we're used to. So it's, um, you know, they're buzzing around. Um, you know, you've got to have the, the right time to switch on and switch off. And, um, you know, I think they do that really well. 
speaking to Jared McVeigh, you joke about uh, having what no more than 10 people at training and, and being in a rugby league town as you, as you are. But what about the scenes on Saturday afternoon? The SCG was rocking. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, the the few weeks prior, uh, prior to that, we played Collingwood again and, you know, it was just really buzzing. You can just feel, you know, it's a different energy now. And, um, you know, when the SCG is full and, and loud, it's, um, you know, a really special place. And, um, you know, it's great for our players to experience that. And then, um, you know, the rugby league finals are on next door and we had, a you know, a lot more people than there uh, uh, next door. So it was, it's really pleasing, um, you know, the hard work that a lot of people have put in over the years from when we first arrived to Sydney to, to see a full stand and our players being able to be in a grand final is fantastic. And no doubt someone who's helped grow the game in Sydney is Buddy Franklin and the news overnight that he has signed on for one more season. Uh, talk us through this. Was was it ever in doubt? I mean, we were speculating about it for, for weeks, us media, but but take us through the, the conversations uh, behind closed doors. <laughs> Oh, there wasn't too many. I mean, you know, it's, you know, we had a, you know, it was, his, it was, it was obviously him and his family's decision. And uh, personally, I didn't think he'd be going anywhere, so I wasn't too concerned. And um, you know, I probably thought it would have been the other way that he may have retired, um, you know, rather than go to a different club. But um, yeah, well, obviously wrapped um, to have him and um, you know what he's been able to achieve and to impart on this football club is is huge. Um, and then hopefully it can. Add another story this weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, the young players are just going to walk a bit taller walking out there with the rock star <laughs> Buddy Franklin this weekend. Hey, uh, Geelong, I think neutral footy fans, they watch us and think, right, Geelong's a team to beat. How do you take down the Cats, uh, Jared? Is there anything that stands out to you as a weakness the Swans can attack in the big one on Saturday? Oh, look, they're very sound and, you know, they're, you know, what are they, 14 or 15 on the trot? So, um, you know, they were two games clear on the ladder, so we understand it's a huge task for us and, um, but their system, the way they defend is obviously, um, you know, they're so experienced and so smart, you know, you know the way they do things. And um, But we believe our, our, our style, our standard will um, um, just hold us in good stead. But, you know, their defensive system is probably their real strength. And then the way they're moving the ball now is a little bit different to the previous years. So we've got to have a look at that and, and how we defend really well as well. So, um, you know, Stewart and DeConning back there and, um, you know, now back there. So they've got a lot of the smart, experienced players. So we're just going to have to look at that really closely. And finally, with the travel plans as well, when do you guys touch down in Melbourne? I'm sure then it will really kick in for the young players that they're playing in a grand final. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, I think we head down Thursday. So um, we'll, we'll train up here for our main session then jump on the bus and get to the airport then, uh, and then get to Melbourne and... Um, yeah, then get right amongst it, which will be great for our players and over the parade, obviously, and um, and then get themselves ready for the game. But yeah, look, they'll be um, you know super excited, obviously, and then but but understanding there's a task at hand. Parade down the Yarra too, it'll be a little bit different. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a bit different. <laughs> Hope we haven't seen the weather forecast. Do the assistants get involved in the parade? Do you are you a part of the parade or do you get to sort of sit back? I hope not, Joey. I don't think we need to be doing that. <laughs> you need a life jacket. I've no, got no idea how it's going to work. I think there's uh, torrential rain too, Ooh. so you wouldn't want to be on a boat oh, on Friday. Yeah. But good luck to the players. <laughs> hey, Jared, thanks so much for your time and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, trade news. There has been a development with Josh Dunkley, and he has opted to be traded to Brisbane if yes. they can get the deal done. Yep. Uh, he has uh, taken his time uh, on this decision. He's kept 
Port Adelaide, the Western Bulldogs and Brisbane Lions hanging on this one, but he has nominated Brisbane. And this, I mean, this is looking like a bumper trade period. I know we say it every year, Joey, but there is genuinely going to be some blockbuster moves and the Lions are going to be aggressive because not only um, are they going to secure Josh Dunkley in a deal from the Western Bulldogs, they're also still eyeing Hawk Jack Gunston. And when you think that McStay's going to go from Brisbane to Collingwood, join Brody Mychek and Mason Cox, um, Gunston is the perfect fit for the Lions on that half Gosh, forward flank. Dunkley and Gunston coming off a prelim final appearance. And they're going to get the best young kid in the country, Will Ashcroft, the number yep, one true. draft pick, who is going to be an absolute star. So that is why it's actually a pretty straightforward, I think, in regards to trading for Josh Dunkley. Jay-Z, because they can trade out their first-round pick, the Brisbane Lions, because all they need to get um, Will Ashcroft and another father-son in Jasper Fletcher, who is also a top-20 talent, all they need is a whole bunch of picks later in the draft. As you know, you can just accumulate points. So it's a great year when you've got that, to trade out your first-round pick, get in a star, and then just go and you know do some trades to accumulate some extra draft picks later in the draft. And they will have four new additions to their lineup, which will keep them absolutely in contention, they do have some work defensively, but Brisbane will be mm. thereabouts again next year, that's for sure. So Western Bulldogs lose Dunkley, who's an A-grade midfielder, we'd say. They, yep. they're they asking for two first-round draft picks. I think it might be a little bit discounted on that, but that's all to play out. But the Western Bulldogs, they've got some work to do. Bombed out in the elimination final. We expect them to get Rory Lobb from Fremantle, help stiffen that attack. And also Liam Jones from, from Carlton, who spent a year out of the game. Crucially, he's going to come into that back line and bolster that defence. I think they were the 13th-ranked defence. Defense, Joey. So they've got some work to do reprogramming that defensive system. The Western Bulldogs also very busy in the assistant coaching space. Mm. So they've lost some top-rated assistant coaches in Stephen King and also uh, Ash Hansen in recent years. So I think Luke Beveridge, a premiership coach, looking to spin the magnets in his coaching box to get some uh, more highly rated acumen in. It's underrated assistant coaches. I was we, just about to we say. We just all presume it's a senior coach. Yep. But just chatting to even Jared McVeigh before, like you think about Jared McVeigh, Dean Cox and Don Pike and how, how great of football minds all those three are to help John Longmire. Yep. They deserve some credit as well. And the whole Craig McRae situation we speak with. Focus so much on fly, but what about Justin Lepich as an assistant? Internally, they, internally they assistant. give Justin Lepich a lot of praise, don't they? Oh, he's yeah. been able to and, do. And, and, and Bren, Brennan Bolton. Yeah. Uh, Luke Jackson, of course, uh, Kath, uh, we expect him to go to Fremantle. believe he has met with uh, West Coast. So that deal will be done. Maybe a third club will be involved there. And maybe the biggest move of all, Brody Grundy going from Collingwood to Melbourne to join Max Gorn, that superstar ruck combination. It'll be the story of the summer, how these two A-grade big men uh, work together. Absolutely fascinating because Collingwood, speaking of being aggressive, they want Billy Frampton from Adelaide to be their new fullback, a, a, a Jordan Ruffhead style. Uh, Brad Hill, uh, sorry, not Brad Hill, Bobby, uh, Bobby Hill uh, from GWS. Add some speed in that forward half. Tom Mitchell, keep your eye on him as well as as well as McStay. So now Collingwood, who currently have two million dollars wrapped up in their ruckman in Brody Grundy, Mason Cox, and also Darcy Cameron, looking to change things up there. So it's going to be a bumper trade oh, period. Oh yeah, where do you think Brody Grundy's mind is at? I think it's out of Collingwood. I haven't seen him in the rooms post-match. He's ready to go to Melbourne. Yeah, He'll be at Melbourne. That's telling, isn't it? Bumper trade period, as you said, coming up. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey Jane Kath. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. We're just talking. You do have to put in a bit of effort into your appearance when you work on radio these days, don't you? I'm just you finding just, that out. You just have a quick look on Instagram and Twitter and there's your face. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's... 
Poor orange juice down his jumper and there's all sorts of shots of him. Yeah. Uh, rough when you get up at 4.30, but you do. You need to put a bit of effort yeah. in. Always get some comments online. Yeah, I don't feel too um, good about my appearance. Thank anymore. you for all those comments. Um, hey, yes. Yeah, I've, so a bit of news about it. Um, music being played after goals kicked during games at yeah, the moment. It's unnecessary. So apparently the AFL have received quite a bit of backlash of people not liking it, and this was particularly after the Cats-Lions prelim arguing just our game does not need music no. after goals. Well, after you see a goal, you want to chat with the person next to you about, gee, how good was Tom Hawkins? You can still all. do that with music playing. Not with ZZ Top sort of <laughs> screaming out over the ground. I'm not sure you need it. Maybe for the pre-season. Or the, it's just a bit gimmicky, isn't it? It's a bit AFL-X-y. Yeah, oh, it does. Everyone, gets, everyone over-exaggerates. It was, it's just great theatre, a bit of music, a bit of adrenaline and excitement. So if, if you were fans, still playing, would you like a song? Of course you'd song? love it. A goal gets kicked, a bit of music when you're going back to position. I don't think it's a big What song would you like issue? after a Lee Montagna oh, goal? Oh, I was kicking goals. Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, that's a great tune, actually. That's one of my favourites. But look, yeah. so what have they done? They're going to scrap the music now. Is that, is that no, what's it's happened? Just, it's well, a discussion. It's a discussion. Yeah. Right. I think they're leaning towards more ditching it. Because of some, vocal, some of the vocal minority that have just kicked up a big stink that don't well, like I it. I think the MCC have had a bit oh, of a say in the this MCC. Too. Well, there you go. Yeah. What mm. would you have, Kath, after you kicked a goal? What song would you like? Blare it out. Um... I'd I'd go something really poppy just to ruin the oh, yeah. ruin the vibe. A bit of Lady like, Gaga, bit of, yeah, or Spice Girls or something. <laughs> go off, wouldn't it? Yeah, be great. Um, we spoke earlier about the, the time of the grand final. It's always contention, and we yep. spoke earlier about how good a Twilight grand final would be. But yep. again, there are a lot of people, a lot of vocal people that would that argue that's got to stay a daytime grand final because of tradition. But don't we need to continue to evolve with this game? Like, isn't the rule changes the evolution made the game? So much yeah, better. But you don't always get it right, though, yeah. do you, Joey? So, you know, the sub rule was in and out. Um, yeah, I don't think they need the songs. The Twilight Grand Final would be a perfect compromise. Yeah. Remember during COVID as well, that the length of the game was a massive talking point? Yeah. Quarters are too long. Mm. Yeah. That's died down, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, the game, we've had, had a great season of footy. That's why. Hey, um, what would you call? It looks like the Tassie team's coming in. What would you call the new Tassie team? What do you think they should, what, what should be their moniker? The oh, Tassie thinking. Devils. We've already got the Demons. The Devils. The Tassie Devils. Devils. We've got the Melbourne Demons. You want the Demons and the Devils in the same league? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of sort of horror. What would you call them? Yeah, I like the Tassie Devils. Why are you are you leaning towards something? Is there is there another thought that I think if we've got the Demons, we can't have the Devils as well. So we need a new name. We need a new name for the Tassie team. Gosh, the basketball team went for the Jack Jumpers. Jack Jumpers. So we need to put our thinking caps on. I want to ask you about the Tassie team after this. It look like it's going to be. It almost now seems almost certain that we will have a Tassie team in the AFL. All the club presidents meet with Gil yesterday. Big big meeting yesterday. Speaking about vocal minority, I think there's a few presidents. Uh, against it, but I reckon Gil gets what Gil wants, and that is a Tasmanian He wants a Tassie team. team. Yeah. I feel like there's way too much momentum for the Tassie team now. Yeah. Just needs a name. Yeah. Tassie and a, Devils. And a stadium. And a stadium. And a, and a, and a $2 billion stadium. <laughs> yeah. There's that as just, well. Just that little detail yeah. as well. Hey, we were talking about the AFL playing music after goals kicked at the MCG. Yep. The MCC don't like it. They want it scrapped for Saturday's grand final. Joey, you don't mind it. In the, fact, you said you would love a bit of Bon Jovi living on a prayer to be played after you kicked a goal. Well, think about one of the greatest is when Charlie Cameron kicks goals this season. He does the little motorbike and the music plays. Yeah. Fans all love it. It's one of the highlights. And now we're trying to 
some some funny daddies want to scrap the music as well, including Jay Z. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's role play this. Okay. You're, so, all right. You're Bruce McAvaney <laughs> yeah, okay. or whoever so, you want to be. Right, so Joey right. kicks a goal, and then I want a bit of Bon Jovi okay. so, Leroy. Tap down to Montagna out of the middle. Clever step around. So it takes a bounce. He can have a shot for goal here from 50. Montagna kicks a goal. <laughs> So you'd feel good about yourself going back to the centre after you kick the goal, play the music. I reckon yeah, if the I MCC are listening right now, they're going, you know what? You guys are right. You we'll, keep we'll, it. We'll, we'll keep it. Some people in the MCC. Oh, right. that it's been a good addition, but I get it. Anyway. I don't think. What did you go with? You went with the Spice Girls. So yeah, I thought yeah, well, okay, something so really corny Kath, and poppy. Kath from the, from the pocket snaps it over her left shoulder through the middle. Oh, God. Yeah, we really need that. Um, let's talk about two players who are under injury clouds leading into Saturday's grand final. Yep. Max Holmes for Geelong, Sam Reid for the Sydney Swans. Max Holmes, he was jogging around yesterday at their open training session. What's the latest with him? Always a massive story, isn't it, Kath? The drama surrounding the injured uh, players. We've had it before with Hawthorne, Silrioli and Steve Johnson, just two, of course, as they try and race the clock to get ready to play. And you're right, Max Holmes, he's the youngster, provides that super run on the wing. It's an ageing midfield brigade for the Cats, but he does provide a lot of that energy on the wing. So he hurt his hamstring, we know, at the weekend. But while initially he looked shattered and it didn't look great, um, the Cats are optimistic that he will play. So he faces a massive fitness test at training tomorrow, Joey, to see if he can get in. Of course, Sam Menegola, Mark O'Connor, Brendan Parfitt waiting in the ring. So they do have the midfield depth. It'll be all eyes, cameras on Max Holmes tomorrow. And also Sam Reid at Sydney got a, a groin strain. Again, I think he faces a fitness test at training today. So he'll try and get up for the Swans. What about the Bombers coaching situation? Yep. What's the latest there? Are we starting to get a feel for who are the real contenders? The intrigue surrounds Brad Scott, and I must admit there is starting to be a little bit of momentum build for the, for the former North Melbourne coach. So I spoke to him at a function uh, on Friday, and he didn't shut the door. So he said, are you interested? Does that does that fire still burn? And he says it'll be an, an itch I'll always want to scratch. So you just wonder whether he's having conversations at the moment, talking to other potential assistant coaches who might um, uh, join him. So you want to have your, your team. You'll be getting a feel for the board situation. So it's definitely something Brad Scott is thinking about. He's got option A. Does he continue on his career at the AFL? Uh, he's doing a good job there as operations manager. Or does he get back into coaching? And I would have thought that Brad Scott always punched above his weight, or his North Melbourne team for those 10 seasons punched above their weight. They didn't have the access to the top picks, played two preliminary finals. And I think for a club that is screaming out for some strength, leadership, some direction, I think Brad Scott wouldn't be a bad call. Uh, do, you, do you think some of the, the controversy that's gone on in regards to the, the AFL operations, in regards to some of the rules, so the ducking rule, the, the tribunal situation, we haven't heard a lot from Brad Scott this year, and he was a bit under the pump. Yep. Early in the season, do you think maybe he thought it was a cushy role? Maybe sitting there going, "Gee, it's a tough, it's a tougher role than I thought this this role at the AFL." And maybe coaching, he wants to get back to his real passion. No, I think both. I mean, it's a demanding job. I mean, Steve yeah. Hocking did it for four years. So, um, look, he had the, he um, helped with the descent rule, I think, which sort of well, that was, was the some, other issue. The descent rule caused a lot of controversy. Yeah, polarizing uh, views. So, look, he's got a he's a he's a career coach. Um, he spent a long time in football. I think it's something he's genuinely weighing up. And I think I feel like the game is going as well as it ever has, Joe. Are you liking the game 
at the moment. Like, I feel like there's more scoring, there's more space. I feel like the stand rule and the 666 are both been big ticks in their work. Which was Steve Hawking. They're all Steve Hawking's Mm. influence, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going well. Also, just finishing up, Tasmania team, they had the big meeting yesterday with the presidents. Uh, Obviously, there's strong support. I think this will get up. 2027, conditional on a a new stadium. Uh, Macquarie Point is probably the most likely um, uh, site for that. So I think they just need a name. And uh, that Tasmanian team will get ticked off. There's some good talks there on talent and acquisition, we how they're going to get name. the picks and players. You didn't like the Devils. You Tassie think the Devils. Devils and Demons you can't have. So have you got a, have you got a name? Have you uh, thought of anything? Well, we need to, maybe by the end of the week, we, can, we might need some help with this. Almost yeah. certain, um, then you think, 2027. 20, <laughs> yeah, I'll be surprised. Team it, yeah, I think what Gil wants, uh, he gets. And also uh, ticked off is the assistance package to North Melbourne, of course. They got Alistair Clarks and they'll get two draft picks for next year. So future picks have to trade for ready-made talent. And this year, that could be a Griffin Logue, Darcy Tucker from Fremantle, Ben to talk about uh, Brad Hill. So um, some assistance to the Kangaroos to help, you know, fuel Clarko's march up the ladder with this young team. Just on that Essendon coaching role story and James Heard applying, what would you guys say was the overall reaction to the story? Because I don't know about you, but every lunch and function I've gone to since, there's always been an Essendon supporter, ask the panel, ask the expert at the lunch, what do you think of James Heard yeah. applying for the Essendon coaching role? What do you think has been the overall reaction, think, for or against? I think when you've got Joe Watson, when you've got Tim Watson, and then you've got Zach Merritt at a function a week ago, say, you know, it's a backward step or he's not the right man. No disrespect to James, but I feel like this football club needs to move on from that. That's the issue for me is there are sections of the Essendon faithful, whether it's the coteries, the club supporters that would love James, would like, absolutely love him. And then you get others that think, no, it's not the right thing. So for me, that still creates a bit of this a divide. Uh, a divide that yeah, they're trying to get rid of and they want a, a strong connection. So that's why, for me, it still seems more unlikely than likely, I would think. Particularly, that's not even taken into consideration. He hasn't been in the system, really, for seven or eight years after just doing a part-time role at the Giants. Fascinating story. A massive game on Saturday. The big AFL grand final, of course. And the Cats are more, you know, older team, a bit more inexperienced in Sydney. How did you go, Joey, on grand final day? Can you get up? Were you sort of relaxed? Were you able to eat your breakfast as per normal? Or did you feel sick in the guts? Yeah, fair to say breakfast didn't go down too well on grand final morning. Yep. I wasn't one that ever got too nervous. I was pretty good on uh, in general on game day. But I remember living with Justin Kaczynski at the time and, Woke up grand final morning, pretty excited, and then you start to have breakfast and just struggled to go down. I looked at Cosy, I said, how's your breakfast going? And he said, no, nah, not well. <laughs> and you just start to get the tension and the nerves in the in the stomach. And uh, it's obviously, it is different. And then driving into the ground, they'll get there in the morning and they'll feel the, you'll feel the tension and the anticipation and everything's going on logistically. So you've got to be able to focus in on the footy because there's a lot happening, different routine, things like that. So it's going to be a big week, particularly for the youngsters. So the Sydney Swans youngsters who... Jared McVeigh said earlier, aren't used to playing necessarily in front of massive mm. crowds and the, and the big stage are, are going to have to make sure they control their nerves. What's the most nerve-wracking part or thought? Is it wi- losing it or playing poorly? Like, is it what's just the, the stakes? What's the uh, no, it's it's uh, it's a good question. You, I suppose the nerves is the outcome. You, you're getting you, you worry about the. It's it's amazing grand final day because it literally is either the as a footballer the best day of your life or the worst day. Mm. So going in waking up in the morning. You're thinking about it 5.30 or 6 o'clock that night. It's either going to be the best day of your footy life or the worst day. It's quite bizarre, and then it comes down to how you perform and sometimes some luck. So if you were a bit anxious, how is Captain Sirius Nick Rewalt going on a grand final day? He would have been (laughs) – he used to dry reach at the best of times. We've got a jam-packed show tomorrow as well. Guests galore, Mm -hmm. Harry Taylor, who you would have – 
played against in yep. in your time and in those uh, 09, 10 years. Jude Bolton, of course, Sydney Swans royalty. Legend. He's going to join us. Triple and, M's own. Yes, and Triple M's own Nick Rewalt. He's going to come back on Wednesday. Joined us yesterday. See hopefully what he delivers tomorrow. Bring some funny stories tomorrow, hopefully, Rui. <laughs> some bags. <laughs> Hey, time for Give Me a Spell. What have you got? The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. They give me a spell that we still have to wear masks on public transport. Yep. Surely we're past all that. You no longer need to wear them on flights. Other states have scrapped them, and we still have to wear masks technically on public transport. When was the last time you caught public transport? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a little while. It's been a little while. But then I didn't realise, and I just got told you still do. Give me a spell. Surely we can scrap the mask yeah, man- they've, mandate. They've on planes. That's right. So it can be optional, absolutely. Everyone's entitled if they want to, but we don't need any more mandates. Scrap that. Come on, give me a spell. Yeah. If you're just tuning in for the first time, Joey doesn't catch the public transport. Yes, I do. He doesn't venture outside yeah. of South Yarra. Or, uh, He's trying to act rack. like a man of the people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can we scrap masks on Never. public transport? <laughs> last time we, we asked, um, you know, what's your favourite country? Pub, he said, What's a country pub? <laughs> Stop putting mayo on these stories. Sort of a botanical only man. Hey, uh, give me a spell. And uh, I'm sure we've all been in this uh, situation, but when you catch Ubers, like when, when the driver is having one of those really loud conversations on the phone and, you know, just sort of trying to take over, I'd rather listen to music or have a phone call myself. Sometimes, like a, a subtle, quiet conversation, maybe, or they're driving a real loud conversation. Um, I'm, I'm not all for. So give me a spell, loud drivers. <laughs> having their phone conversations. What are you laughing at, Joe? No, I like it. I like it. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Yes. And do you catch Ubers as well? Yeah, I do catch really? Ubers, and then you can catch the – there's one where it's you can request to have no talking. Uber. Yeah, yeah. I okay. thought there's an option for you. <laughs> I might give me a spell, which um, is quite uh, – all, all the women would agree with me on this. Never tell a woman that she looks tired. Just uh, don't go there. You got no. that feedback Polite today. Polite way of <laughs> saying you look like – Yeah. Is that you know been, what I mean. Has that been the Yeah, general... I've got a bit of feedback saying I look tired this morning. <laughs> you look great, Kath. Hasn't got to me at all, has it? You look great. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Day. Normally we look at some of our sports stars that are doing great things around the world and conquering, the, conquering Everest, but we're just going to go a bit closer to home today because I just saw this in the paper today, Kath, a little Dead Set Legend of the Day. Okay. Young little Patrick Shell, nine-year-old, playing golf with his dad, Northcote Golf Club, where actually I used to go and play as a kid with my grandpa, so nice memories at Northcote Golf Club. But playing a little par three, let's just take a listen first. Get in, get in, get in, get in, get in. Oh, done. What a shot. You are only one. Little hole in one wow. for the nine-year-old at the Northcote Golf Club. Sounded so. like a murder. That's what I think yeah. at one stage that he's getting chased by something. But it was a hole in one. I know the feeling too. It's a pretty good feeling. Pretty special. It actually is true. I actually had a shot of adrenaline run through the body when yeah. you, you got a hole in one. It's a pretty cool moment. So I had to be nine years old. What was That's his pretty name special. again? Uh, young Patrick Shell. Well yeah. done, Patrick Shell. You've got a photo of your holding one up on the um, uh, house wall with all the rest of your footy memorabilia <laughs> stuff. No, I don't. No, I don't. I've just got a – I did play. There's proof there, and there's proof for this boy. You need proof because I've got a mate who – Claims he had a hole in one. He was playing by himself. So that, doesn't, that does not count. Simesy, you're listening. Big show tomorrow. Harry Taylor, Jude Bolton and Nick Rewalt going to join us. This has been Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey Chan Cat. Hey!
Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. The Chemist Warehouse Half Price Sale on now. Get big brand vitamins and cosmetics for half price. T's and C's apply. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Joey, Jay and Kath will be back tomorrow with more of Triple M's Dead Set Legends Grand Final Week Edition. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. That was always <laughs> my little one. Tri-